0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hey, what you watching? The weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode fifty-six. Podcast Foster Jenkins, and I'm your host Matt Curione, and with me, as usual, is Hey,
1: it's your co-host Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt?
0: I am lit, as
1: the kids say. Jesus, Christ. no, I'm really not. I just had one drink tonight. <laughs> Everything's fine. That's how, that's where we're starting, folks. It's. <laughs> A late night recording, Thursday. Uh, what time is it where you are, Matt? Is it close to midnight? It is ten minutes to midnight. Ooh, we're counting down the last seconds uh, of Groundhog Day, two thousand seventeen.
0: Ah, uh, did he see his shadow? I didn't. I didn't look at the news because everything else is terrible.
1: Yeah, no, I think uh, <laughs> what what was overshadowed was the coverage of Groundhog Day, uh, and what overshadowed it was the demolishing of the state of America. So yes, yes. Everything's on fire. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation where Arnold Schwarzenegger releases Christ. reaction videos. That was this morning. That's like what, like fourteen days into this shitstorm. Yeah, it's uh, what a time to be alive. Every day. Like I, I was just in class tonight, and one of my professors, uh, he said, uh, "Hopefully, I see you next week." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Everything needs to slow down. Slow it down." <laughs> He, re- he was kind of having a panic attack, like up on the stand. He's like, hey, "Please, <laughs> to the news, to the to Orange Hitler, to everything that's going on. Please Jesus. slow down." So. <laughs> Hopefully, in like these next uh, few like uh, I, I was gonna say two hours, but we're not gonna record for two hours tonight. We're not going to. Um,
0: I'd rather not because someone
1: <laughs> has to work thirteen hours tomorrow for however for however long this episode is, folks listening. I hope we can slow things down. I hope yeah. you can enjoy it, have a chuckle, and you know, or just, two, or two. <laughs> if we if we have to. Fantastic. If you have three or more, call a doctor. It's like it's like maybe too much.
0: Yeah, we were too funny. It no, just no, no. Didn't, didn't work. Out. This is a very serious show. No. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, speaking of very serious, I tried that new Taco Bell thing today.
1: Oh Christ! This is our Taco segment of, of the show. Now we have almost weekly. Oh, You're. Man. It's a disaster, Matt. Explain um, <laughs> to the people what okay. this is.
0: Well, uh, Taco Bell threw conventions out the window and decided we're gonna just make a taco shell out of fried chicken. Because why not? (laughs) Why? Why? Because I had two of them. Uh, uh. And it seems I have this conversation with people outside of Taco Bell every time. I ran into a buddy of mine leaving Taco Bell, and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? He's like, I feel like I want to die. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, yeah, that's that's Taco Bell for you. It's but yeah, this this chicken taco shell, uh it doesn't come with any anything in it. It comes with like lettuce and like a weird like guacamole thing in it. Oh god. So I paid the extra money to have mine filled with grilled chicken and beef because oh, I what? treat my body like a dumpster and I don't care anymore.
1: This is this is like the worst thing you've ever said this, on the show this
0: is the this is a better story than whatever we're going to get in that saw reboot i guarantee
1: <laughs> forget you praising uh yoga hosers this is now officially the worst thing you've ever said on this show uh, okay. it's something else this it is, is <laughs> it is a it is it is definitely a food you can purchase i should write these down like the, for the next clip show i need to write down matt describing death <laughs>
0: it is not as bad as the kfc double down it sounds, uh, it's, but
1: it's certainly bizarre. I don't know. It's like it's like it's a, it's an evolution from the, from the double down. This is just worse. <laughs> Whatever monster you created, like putting extra meat in that <laughs> chicken shell thing, that's mon- that's like you're you're Frank you're Frankenstein's monster. Okay. I am, I am. Oh, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. Uh,
0: what a time! What a time! What a time friend. to die. I need. I needed to distract myself from this nightmare hole. That <laughs>
1: there are better ways to do it, but hey, you found a way, that is one way of doing it, to <laughs> drown your miseries in manufactured chicken parts. And, <laughs> lips so, and hooves, lips mostly. Lips and hooves. Lips Wait, and,
0: no, chickens don't have that.
1: <laughs> it's late. Okay, I would so, love to beat that chicken. So that's the taco portion of the show done. Oh, God, uh, I think like that portion is uh, Matt's. Okay, here we go. Yes. It's time to tease our listeners. Uh, We're we're teasing them because either we we think it's hilarious or we don't like the listeners. Or we we have a terrible disdain (laughs) for our listeners. What are we going to be discussing on the show this week?
0: Ah, well, this week we're going to be uh, taking either a blue pill or a red pill. And then we're going to fly all over Europe uh, with a really attractive man. And then we're going to go into the Age of Aquarius I think I don't know what that movie's about And then we're going to talk about one of the worst edited films I've ever seen in my life And oh. then we're going to talk about one of the prettiest movies I've ever seen in my life And then we're going to hang out in Jennifer Lope, with, with Jennifer Lopez and Vincent D'Onofrio's Brain And then Meryl Streep's going to try to sing in our faces and then we're going to talk about some Formula One racing And then a lady is going to get a camera, I think Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to go into the Jungle of Vietnam Redux, and then we're gonna talk about Captain Alex, that poor, poor man, <laughs> and
1: then we're gonna have some really weird dreams over in Italy amazing i I just realized I can talk about a movie I teased about in the last episode, so that's I why I, I added it this week <laughs> i can't I can't wait to talk about it this week, actually. I'm excited now because it's a load of shit all right, so <laughs> uh mats, I think it's time that's I, me. you know that's my name. <laughs> Uh, last week we had a deleted, I was, I was going to say deleted scene, but a deleted part of our show, uh, where our guest had interrupted us during the intro. <laughs> that was good times. Uh, nobody will hear that. Maybe in like on, on episode 200 when we have like a new clip show or something, uh, I'll dig through the archives and release that. But for now it's gone forever. But you know, we, uh, we need to congratulate our guests for not speaking throughout the entire intro. We, we know it's hard to just wait there and then listen to us jab around for like. You know, close to 10 minutes. Like idiots. (laughs) But, okay, we have such a great guest this week. A guest who is quiet and who will now speak once you introduce him. Who's our guest this week, Matt? Uh,
0: (laughs) Our guest this week is a uh, pop culture blogger. His name is Kevin Dillon. How are you doing, Kevin?
2: I'm doing well. It took me a while. Like, I had so many Taco Bell comments. (laughs) I was holding them back. I was... I was like, well, apparently you didn't take advantage of the fact that Taco Bell is one of the healthiest fast food chains.
1: Not anymore. Not then
2: more. Apparently,
1: they added this thing. Is is that really a thing, Kevin? That Taco Bell is a healthy food chain. This not a thing. You- it,
2: it, it actually is. I looked it I looked it up because my friend asked me this as well, and when I I said this to them, they questioned me. Also. <laughs> I was like, did I make that up? Did I did I not read that right? But it it is a one of the healthier. I'm not gonna even call. I'm not gonna say that it's healthy, and that yeah, you're it's eating not healthy. Well. It's, you're just it's you're quote, eating. <laughs> it's quote healthy. Like I think if your choice is between, I'm guessing they're comparing it to like a McDonald's or Burger King or whatnot. Yeah. I think you're okay, but uh, you're still probably not gonna make it that long. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: it's kind of hard to believe that when like what was it like last year or two years ago? It was there's a rumor going around that. The meat was made out of newspaper or something, right? <laughs>
0: oh, so all the news that fits right. to
1: eat. <laughs> so that it's right. It's hard to to think of Taco bone healthy in the same sense, Now
0: I have theories about this. I feel that it it got the most most healthy ranking, I guess, because there's not a lot of fried things there. I, I think guess. that's what it is. Or well, maybe and there's there... not as much bread. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I, I'm I'm looking up the article that I <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm found. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, uh, let's let's continue our taco yeah, segment right here. Is, it's definitely like not something like Arby's or something, cause, I mean, that's what, just, what that's is just, what is the healthiest fast food taco, place? It's taco Bell. No, we just, we it, it absolutely cannot be Taco. If it's Taco Bell, I'm quitting. I'm Ooh, quitting I mean, life.
0: <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's like Salad Works or some shit.
1: Is that Salad a Works? That's not um, a fast food place. Sweet Green. Sweet Green. <laughs> what is sweet that? Green? No, no. Oh, that's oh, oh, great. I, uh uh, Kevin, where where are you calling from?
2: <laughs> I'm from Boston. Boston, okay. They're all, they're all over. There's some in New York and I know in DC and it's like a salad chain. Um it's pretty delicious. We and I it's and I'm saying this about a salad,
1: so. <laughs> we had a a place called Del Taco here. In,
2: oh, uh, Del Taco, I've been.
1: That is I think that to me. Is is like the healthiest place I've been to. Like, it, it, it is like a Taco Bell, like fast food, almost equivalent in terms of what they have. But what like the actual food that they offer, it just tastes better, and it it just feels healthier. It's it's a you're, better you're really, alternative. You're really losing me with all this health food talk, <laughs> Del Taco. And I, one of the worst days of my life last year. Uh, I, guess, I guess number three in, in, in the top three worst days from last year. Number one being my breakup. Number two being Trump being, uh, Trump being elected. Number three <laughs> is this. is The Del Taco here in the Austin area closed. And oh. there are no Del Tacos anywhere around me. I think I have to go to like Oklahoma for the nearest one. It is insane. I... I I, I hate that it's gone out of my life, so.
0: Marcelo Pico and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day.
1: They replaced <laughs> it with a Popeye. so a Popeye's is there now, and...
2: Oh, that's, that's uh, tragic.
1: Yeah, and I, 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 anyway... I'm jealous, because I've always wanted to eat Popeye's. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a Popeye's over there in, They in do, Jersey. but it's
0: like half an hour away, and I'm not driving really? that far. Oh, come on. You, Why uh, would I do that when there's I a KFC a and within died. walking distance? Uh Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, A rotating cast of colonels. I don't believe it.
1: Kevin, thanks for being on the show. Uh, uh, Mats, let's let's move on from this fast food talk. What? We're, we're going to save it for our fast food podcast spinoff. Okay. Oh,
0: I'm not doing that show.
1: Hey, food. Hey, hey, food. Hey, <laughs> food. Hey, hey, what you eating? Hey, hey, what you fooding? I like that show. Uh, what? Okay, let's get to know our guest. How about that, Matt?
0: Alrighty, welcome back to that other segment called Get to Know Ya,
1: where we get to know our
0: guest a little bit better. Uh, Kevin, I ask this of every guest, uh, what's the first movie you ever saw in the theater?
2: It's a great question. The first movie that I ever saw in the theater was actually a re-release of Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs.
0: Oh, that's fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, um, my... <laughs> My parents, my dad specifically, actually, is the person who really made me become a movie lover. Okay. Um, he introduced me to Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And, but Snow White was the first movie. It was a re-release. Um, and I remember it really very vividly, honestly. And I think it's why I love movies so much. It was just one of those things where I was very... Uh, as a kid obviously it was disney and so it spoke to me that way but um it was cool to say that i got to see snow white in the theater so yeah it was it was a fun experience it was really neat
1: oh yeah that's that's awesome um what 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 year was that kevin
2: oh god i think i was like 5 or 6 years old so probably like late 80s um early 90s but i vividly remember seeing that in theaters i'm mean, I don't remember a specific year, um, but somewhere around that time.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah. I can't remember the last time Disney re-released an animated uh, movie. Yeah, they should do that more often. (laughs) Was it Beauty and the Beast that they had a theatrical re-release, Matt, a few years ago? They
2: did that slew of 3D re-releases. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I remember. I actually saw that was the there was only one 3D re-release that I saw, and it was The Lion King, and it was actually really fun to see in the theaters again um, because the night like that that epic era of 90s Disney was just so fantastic.
1: Yeah, I know uh, Matt's a huge fan of it. Indeed, right? indeed. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, okay, Matt. Do you have another question? Uh, no, do you? Oh yes i do. it's your turn now remember <laughs> <laughs> it's late uh Kevin here's a question. Let's see. I always come up with these uh on the fly. How about this um, da, 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 da. what is your favorite movie of like uh of the new millennium
2: favorite movie of the new you mean the twenty first century yeah okay my favorite movie its actually still probably my favorite movie of all time maybe is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind um i love that film um it's where my my blog not to plug it um but um it's called eternal thoughts of kevin's mind and that's where the title came from um i think i saw it five times in theaters wow um which is probably the most I've ever seen a movie in theaters. Um, I just, I loved the concept, loved the idea. Um, Kate Winslet, I am a, I am a gay man, and I <laughs> am in love with Clementine. Um, and I think even at, at her most maddening point, she's one of the most beautiful on-screen characters. Um, the script is just, it still haunts me to this day, and the editing and the cinematography and the creepy scene with Mark Ruffalo dancing, although it's kind of hot, actually. Mark Ruffalo dancing in his underwear, stoned with Kirsten Dunst, is, is so fun. I mean... So you're telling me
0: I need to see this movie?
2: Oh, Matt, you haven't it?
0: seen this? No! Oh, what? come on! Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> uh, not terrible. It's, it's stunning. It is, it, is, it is very, very, very good. Not to hi- overhype it to you, but it is, it is amazing. <laughs> but Matt...
1: It it is very good, Matt. It is very 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 good. That's what they tell me. It is. I would yeah, I would also you.
2: add another like side plug, not to get a little political, but my second favorite is A Separation actually. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. By uh Asghar Sh- and I think I'm really I'm I'm pulling for him at the Oscars this year. I think um it'll be it'll be interesting. But A Separation is my my second and it's stunning.
1: Yeah, that's one I have to see for sure. Um, I think it's on Netflix, right? If if I'm correct, um, I do a quick search, but yeah, uh, it's it's one that I've been told to see for years now. Yeah, um, and it uh, should be very interesting. Uh, this election? No, sorry, this Oscar season and like yeah. the, uh, the eventual winner. Um, uh, I know the the salesman is opening up in theaters. This weekend, as of this recording, and yes. I, we will have a review on talkfromsociety oh, by we'll Rob Trench. There we go. Yeah. So yes, good old Rob, go out and see uh, the salesman. Uh, hey Matt, what about you? Let me ask you this question. Uh, this is a this really good one. Um, yeah, your your favorite film of of you know the last seventeen years of the of the new millennium.
0: Well, actually, they're more recent. Um, more recent, more last 10 years. Um, It's a close tie between Tom Ford's, a single man Mm. and uh, cloud Atlas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about it on the show before, but I love a single man so much. Uh, It's almost, it's as close to perfect as a film that I've, that I've seen um, in the past, like however many years. And I also, I just really love Cloud Atlas. I think uh, the Wachowskis, uh, they work magic with that, with that entire endeavor that they went on. And I'm hoping that one day we get to see that longer cut that they've been teasing for years. Wait, for for Cloud Atlas? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Apparently Netflix has been trying to get the the rights to it. Uh, Apparently there's a four-hour cut. Oh, wow. of Cloud Atlas that, the, that the, the president of Netflix is raving about and you need to see it but no one can see it and it's angering me uh, what? I, feel
2: like, I feel like that was a movie that was very maligned un, 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 it didn't deserve, and didn't deserve the, the bad criticisms.
0: That oh most definitely I mean I laughed my ass off when I saw it on I think it was Time Magazine that said it was the worst movie of 2012 and I'm like yeah you know what shut up you, you're a joke just stop
2: Time likes to do that. <laughs> they like to do that. They like to make bad decisions. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I love that movie. So I, I, I'm I, excited... Same. ...to hopefully see that that new cut. Uh, yeah, I'll, or send that you the, I'll send you the
0: link cut. to that interview yes, uh, later,
1: Marcelo. It's really cool. And luckily we have people like that head of Netflix who are big fans of the Wachowskis and yeah. who yeah. are uh, providing them with a platform to make uh, new... Wachowski related products like Sense Eight, so that's good. Uh, Which is a series I have not seen entirely, which uh, I'm upset about as much as I love the Wachowskis. Yeah, I should I should finish it. From what I've seen so far, it's amazing. Uh, Well, Marcelo, answer your own question. Scott Pilgrim versus the World.
0: Oh yeah,
1: last I checked, yeah. Uh, I need to rewatch. It's been, I mean, since okay, I'll say this: since its release in 2010, I've seen it regularly. (laughs) Like <laughs> maybe about every 6 months for sure. Nice. Uh, at at the draft house, the Animal draft house here in they Austin. They show
0: it every Tuesday.
1: <laughs> they've in fact, for the last week, maybe 3 years they've shown it theatrically. Um, okay. they they didn't ju- they they used to do it uh, in February or in January, but uh-huh. they 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 haven't done it this year yet. I think they're waiting uh, for Edgar Wright's new movie to come out in August. Oh, The Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah. And I think they'll screen Scott Program and nice. Wright's other movies around then. So I'll see it in theaters then. Nice. But yeah, it, it, uh, I as you know, as previously mentioned, I don't like to... I, I'll tell you this, Kevin. I don't mention my breakup this often on an episode. It just, it just so <laughs> happens I'm doing it now. Dang. It's fine. <laughs> but since my breakup last year, I have not seen the movie for personal reasons, Scott Program. And this is I the can- longest... I've gone without seeing it, so oh, wow. it's it's weird wow. to me. I need to finally put it on and you know, kind of you know, get over it. But yeah, defeat defeat your envy, Adams. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So
2: repossess the film.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, I I will eventually come back to it. I can't wait to see it again. Um, just I don't know when exactly. Uh, I and might.
0: You obviously saw it when it was in theaters originally. Oh,
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, Kevin, you mentioned that you saw. Eternal Sunshine, what was it, five times?
2: Yeah, at least.
1: I saw Scott Program. If you include the 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 times I saw it at the Draft House... Like oh, no, a, just
2: original, okay, theatrical original
1: theatrical run. Okay, fine, original theatrical run. Let's not cheat. Seven times. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Seven wow. times. And Got me beat. In, in total, including the Draft House runs, um, I think close to 12. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. How long did it play by you in its original run? I mean, I really had... Oh, jeez. I, I mean, I was in San Antonio at the time, okay, and we had two draft houses, so they were really, really keeping it there for because people wanted to see it. Because uh, San Antonio is a cool town. The last oh god, I think mid September is when it left. Wow, so it was released. Lucky. It was released yeah, it was early nice August. It was released in early August, I think. So yeah, yeah. They, they they kept it around for a while.
0: Yeah, my local theater had it for a week. Wow. I was
2: going to say maybe two.
0: Yeah. Literally a week. I saw it five times. Good. Good. Uh, I would go every day. I went every day, Monday through Friday. (laughs) It was crazy. Uh, Hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to go see Scott Pilgrim again. Why? It's really good. I want
1: to see it again. They're not going to have it long. (laughs) Yeah, because I remember seeing it on my birthday on September eighth uh, of that year, and it was still at the draft house. And then I think that was the sixth time, and then I saw it one more time a week later, and then that was it. God, you're lucky. Yeah, uh, I lived. I've been living by draft houses for the last seven years now. So maybe you're, maybe you're just a jerk. I don't know. No, wait, eight. No, <laughs> eight. Yeah, eight years. Yeah, I am a jerk. I am a big jerk. I know. It's fine. <laughs> at least you admit it. <laughs> Hey, Matt, do you have another question for Kevin? I do not. I think we've gotten to know Kevin.
2: Well, hey, excited. he's a, a human day. Day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, now it's time to move on to the next portion of the show, Matt. It's the sandwich bit. The sandwich bit. Like the meat in a sandwich. It's in what? the middle. there. What have we been watching? What have we been watching? Well, you watched uh, a crazy trilogy. Tell me all about it. Yeah, it's this thing called the Matrix trilogy. I've heard of the Matrix uh, f- <laughs> by the aforementioned Wachowskis.
0: Yeah, they're awesome.
1: Now, formerly they the Wachowski brothers, now the Wachowski sisters. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I watched. Okay, full disclosure. Uh, I, I always like to be upfront, Matt. I think that's something you know about me. I like to be upfront, uh, truthful at every turn that's I'm- your that's your main folly <laughs> it, it will bring me down one day I know it you gotta uh, put on that facade but uh, brought I-
2: me down too many times already <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I will say this uh, okay I'll say this and then I'll say something else that maybe will recover me from this uh, yes I saw The Matrix Matrix Reloaded but I've only seen two thirds of The Revolutions I mean I've seen these movies you know many times before but this week I only got through you know two two movies and then a want two thirds of a movie yeah, I feel bad about it I need to go it's back acceptable. I need to go back and watch The End of Revolutions even though yes I've seen it many I can't times remember, many many times but I uh, I mean yeah I love these movies I love them so much that I saw The Matrix actually twice in one week this week so
0: oh wow, nice
1: yeah so I think that makes up for me not finishing Revolutions I like to finish movies I guess is my main point you well know, who if, doesn't I know I feel bad for just stopping a movie and just coming back to it hours later I just like to get it out in one sitting <laughs> But no, the Matrix trilogy is—it's incredible. I—I uh, I mean, I liked the sequels when they were in theaters. Like, I was like, okay, this is fine. But it's—it's it's a classic example of me going back to these movies, this the trilogy, and just every time I see them in full, like back to back to back, I appreciate them more and more. And I think they, the Wachowskis really pulled off something that I think many people just haven't realize that it, they they just don't get it, Matt. I I think we've had a discussion on the show before. They just don't get the Matrix Trilogy, which Agreed. Is, is a shame. I don't know. Uh, hey, Kevin, let me ask you. Uh, have you seen the Matrix Trilogy?
2: I have. You may not like my answer to that. <laughs> I,
1: I, I would like to hear it because, I uh, trust me, I mean, I just said it. I think... That's, that's just how I feel. I think people don't get it. That's just how so I, I feel.
2: I love the first one. I think yeah. the first one is a flawless film. I I've seen the first one many times and I I genuinely enjoy it. It's been a really long so I I will say this with a caveat. I have not revisited the second and third in many years. Um I remember being a very disappointed young teenager when I saw them in theaters, we were there for the midnight showings for both of them, actually. Yeah. For both films. And I was just like, ah, oh, it's not my thing, alright. I I'm. I would actually like to see them again just to see how I feel about them because I hate to say, oh, I still don't like them even though I haven't seen them in ten years. Um, which is probably how long it's been. Um, so... I I but I will say I still own the first one and really enjoy it, and I just haven't gotten the guts up guts to watch the second and third one. So I'm willing to own if I'm wrong or not. Um, I remember not liking them mostly because I felt like they. My one kind of complaint about the Wachowskis is their 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 writing tends to be a little all over the place. And not as focused as I would like.
0: Oh, they try to cram everything into every movie. But that's yeah. kind of what I like about them.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know what? It really works for Sense8, actually. Because as you were talking about that, I, I really enjoy that show. Um, I think its um, epic scale really speaks to it. Um, but I think what speaks to its strengths the most is it's like de- uh, the way it delves into humanity at mm-hmm. its base level. And I think that's what The Matrix tries to do. Um, at its core And I think sometimes it just got lost In the woodwork for me um, But again it's a movie that I haven't Revisited in a really long time um, So I think having now watched Sense8 And having more of a sense Of the evolution of their style um, And having liked Cloud Atlas More than I expected I may actually take back what I say About these movies Yeah, I, Which could be fun I, I, like, I like being proven wrong
1: yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think you, I think you're coming at it at the uh, at the right way if you re- if you revisit those two movies now, like after having seen Cloud Atlas and Sense Eight. Because from, from from what I've seen of Sense Eight, I think I've only seen like, the first like f- three episodes, and from just seeing everything else the, the Wachowskis have done, I get uh, they all have like similar themes, and I think they re- like. I'm, I'm not gonna say the films are perfect, even though I love like the three movies, like each, each and every one. The Matrix Trilogy. Uh I think their their themes are, are really defined there. They they really go for it. It's not yeah, the the writing is is it's sloppy. I I'll give it that. I'll give you that. Yeah. But but I think it, it the passion the passion is there and it the
2: really works for me. Is there. Yeah. I think for me, when I uh, my always the thing I look at in a movie be like my the thing that I always focus on is the script more more than anything or the the way the story is structured, I guess I should say, um, and the dialogue in a sense. And I always that's the thing that if it isn't as, I guess, tight as I would like it to be, sometimes I will be a little harsh on it. Um, But I think sometimes, especially with sci fi and action, you have to have that wiggle room. Um, Almost ever so. So I, I would like. You've convinced me. I'll watch them again. <laughs> there
1: you go. My, my job is done here. We can start the episode. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. It was <laughs> <laughs> a short one. I mean, Matt, you like these movies a lot, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, last year, last spring, I did. Uh, I revisited the Matrix trilogy for the first time since theaters. Basically, I mean, it had been over ten years since I saw the first one uh it holds holds the fuck up that's a that's a really great sci-fi action movie uh i don't like the sequels as much as the original but i still think they are like just tremendous uh tremendous efforts and i think that they really shaped one of the best trilogies in sci-fi i mean i really like what they did um with the agent smith character i like how they evolved him from just a uh just a big bad into basically this malevolent force that's like questioning himself uh, come come the time of uh, revolutions at the end. Uh, I really like what they did with him. I think Hugo Weaving is amazing in this trilogy. I, second that. Uh, I mean, his evil laugh is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but also one of the most haunting things, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh I I yeah, I think he's great in this. I think he's like as great as everyone else is, I feel like he and Keanu are the MVPs of the Matrix trilogy because they sell it. They sell it a hundred and ten percent. Yeah.
2: I will say I'm a big Carrie Ann Moss fan. Same. <laughs> I love her. She oh she was my favorite part of the trilogies. Um and then Hugo Weaving.
0: Yeah, he is uh, awesome. He was-
2: He's epic in that movie in that in all of those movies. He just um it like it raised his iconic status to much higher than it would have ever been and then yeah. you get to see more Hugo Weaving, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's always a good good thing. <laughs> and each like uh, and, and having seen the first one and well, the, the other two as well. Um, uh, just seeing Lawrence Fishburne kick ass, It's it's a, He yeah. always kicks ass. <laughs> he's always and, he's, kicks and it's and this isn't the only time we'll talk about him this episode. Oh that's right. Spoiler. <laughs> wait, oh, uh just yeah, everything about this trilogy pretty much I, I I love. So, um and I can't wait to I mean speaking of Keanu in action, I can't it, this is like prepping me for uh John Wick 2, which chapter 2. Chapter 2. I, I love it.
0: I can't wait for chapter 2, 3 and 4.
1: <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, Just keep
0: it coming. I just feel bad for his pets, but keep it coming. (laughs) Speaking
1: of keeping it coming, Matt, uh, I don't know what what that... No, I don't know.
2: (laughs) That was a good transition. Daniel Craig?
1: (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Uh, You saw some Daniel Craig movies.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, it, it took Carl and I a month, but we finally finished the James Bond box set. Watched every single James Bond movie, Good. and we topped it off this Sunday by watching all four Daniel Craig uh, pictures. Uh, Casino Royale is probably one of the best Bond movies and one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Uh, it, it tells an origin story, not in the silly cliched way that you'd usually see. Uh, this is an origin story that no one had ever seen before so it actually has stakes and you actually care about bond uh and the other characters um i was very pleased that judy dench came back for the new series uh she has been one of my favorite parts of uh of this franchise i love her as M. uh i just love uh everything about casino royale i uh i love mads mickelson as the villain in this uh he is he's a creepy dude uh, but oh man, is he cool! Uh, I love him in this. Uh, it has one of my favorite sequences uh, in a Bond film. Uh, it's when Mads Mikkelsen is torturing him, and he says, "I have an itch on my left ball," and he <laughs> just hits him again. I'm like, "That's that's badass! You're you're a you're a you're a beast, Daniel Craig. Just just go for it." But yeah, no, I love this thing. Um, it's it's really cool. I love the fact that the director of Goldeneye came back to do Casino Royale. Like, they actually asked one of the older old-school Bond directors to come back and do this one. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, And then I think I watched Quantum of Solace. I don't know. I don't remember it. (laughs) And I watched it, like, four days ago. I don't know. There's something about water. And the doesn't matter. And the girl from To the Wonder is in it. And I don't know. It's, like, an 85-minute movie. It's very short. It's the shortest Bond movie. So clearly even they didn't give a shit. So I don't know. It's it's fine. Whatever. Screw it. Uh but then I watched what is possibly the actual best Bond movie with Skyfall. Uh there's so many great things in this film. Uh, Daniel Craig uh commits to the role 110%. Uh he I think he's better than he in this than he is in any other Bond movie. Uh, it has a gr- lot of great callbacks. Um uh Sam Mendes' direction is on point with this uh it has a terrific theme song from adele i think this is one of this is probably the one of the top three james bond theme songs and the best theme song that this franchise had in about oh i don't know 25 years or so uh i love everything about skyfall uh bardem is scary as hell as as uh as Sal- S- Silva, salva right
2: Sounds so, right. Still. So, okay. Uh, so, uh, and I and I
0: and I really like uh the one part in the movie where he really makes Bond question his, you know,
2: sexuality his
0: his preference. I I really really enjoy that. And uh Carlo and I noticed that this time we were watching he's like, you know, he really does make him question it, doesn't he? I'm like, "Yep. He sure does." Uh-huh. Um but yeah, I love Skyfall. Um I've said this for a few years now, but I think Judy Dench should have been up for an Oscar for this movie. I think she is amazing uh, in this. This is one of her best performances, uh, which is crazy that it's in this, this this James Bond movie. But, I mean, come on, Dame Judi Dench. But she is amazing in Skyfall. Uh, I love the little interplay she has towards the end with uh, Albert Finney, who was a really nice surprise when he showed up as uh, the caretaker of the Skyfall mansion. Uh, yeah, I love this thing and then i watched specter which when i first saw it i really didn't like at all uh but uh and not just because of the terrible theme song which is probably the worst james bond theme song i mean this is down there with three blind mice for doctor no and uh yeah it's it's pretty fucking terrible this is like die another day level of bond theme i uh, But I liked it a lot more this time, having watched it at the end of this marathon, because it really harkens back to the older James Bond films. Uh, There's a lot more jokes. Uh, It has a completely over-the-top villain uh, from Christoph Waltz, and it has some really great action set pieces. And uh, it has what is possibly the best opening sequence in a Bond movie, that whole Day of the Dead sequence down in Mexico City. I think it's one of the uh, prettiest-looking scenes in a Bond film, I mean, they got um, – I always mess up this guy's name, but Hoyt Ho whatever his name is, the cinematographer, he did Her. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. I, okay. I, I don't yeah, know how is- to pronounce his name either. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, he's he's really good here. Uh, yeah, I like this a lot more than I did last time, and I'm out of breath, so someone else
1: speak. <laughs> These movies are good, uh, Kevin. What do you think?
2: <laughs> I um, I will agree with I agree with you one hundred percent on Casino Royale. My friend and I we were talking about this um, the other day, and we were we were actually talking about all of these films, which is kind of funny.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and we actually had kind of talked about like our memory of them and things like that. And we said, hands down, Casino Royale is not only one of the best James Bond films of all time, but it it really. You're right. It makes you care about him. You get this empathy that you, you often lack in or don't see in the Bond films, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Um, I would agree. I actually kind of like the theme song for Casino Royale, too. I thought it should have gotten nominated for Best Original Song. Which,
0: oh, the, the Chris Cornell. Yeah, it's really good.
2: Yeah which is it's fantastic and it did not um i i will say we'll just skip over quantum of solace <laughs> as, ju- as much justice as it could have been done
0: i mean okay i'll give quantum of solace one thing that scene at the opera house is awesome yes uh other than that
2: meh um, I will agree on Skyfall, which um, Judy, De- or Judy Davis, Judy Dench and uh, Javier Bardem, I think were both nominated for BAFTAs. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah.
2: That year, which is... It's, I mean, it's a British film, of course, so, yeah. but still, it's a British action film, and that's kind of rare. Um, they're both the scene-stealing, uh, stellar parts of that film that I remember the most. Yeah. Um, and the cinematography. Um, I will... Roger Deakins, the fact that he still doesn't have an Oscar is mind blowing to me. Uh, I think I
0: think the Academy at this point is like, yeah, we'll give him something someday. Yeah, I just
2: that jerks. Yeah, I I also like the sexuality piece. So we were talking about Skyfall. It just doesn't. It's not as memorable of a film for me. Of them, it's still good, and yeah. I en- enjoy it. It's just not as memorable outside of maybe Dench, cinematography, and Bardem.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I also don't like the way they sideline or like they craft the money penny character. Yeah, okay. I thought that was kind of, um, I don't know, there was something too on the nose about aligning with the James Bond mythos and lore, um, where she's now behind a desk, but she was this take charge character that you were. And I love Naomi Harris. She's fantastic. But it just. I don't know. That felt off for me, um, and I, I avoided Spectre. I'll be honest. It's
0: fun. The, the theme <laughs> you have song is, me. The theme song is hot
1: garbage. <laughs> last time, I mean, last time I saw Spectre, I think God, I, that
0: song is terrible. My like God, a, um, and, the, and the opening credit sequence is just so awkward. Uh, I like. I got, the- I got Sam Smith screaming in my face, and I got octopuses holding on to guns. It's so bizarre.
2: You could hear the palpable, like almost guffaw of the Oscar audience last year when it beat. Oh yeah. the Lady Gaga song. Yeah. I mean, it was. Re- it's a really bad song. It's a
0: terrible song. It's. It's basically like he's really trying hard to be Adele with that song. Yes, and guess that's what? A great way to it's, put not, it. it's not working. Yeah. Uh, what they should have done was pulled a Shirley Bassey and just had Adele come back.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Shirley
0: Shirley Bassey did three Bond songs. She did Goldfinger, um, uh, Moonraker, and there's one more Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah. You easily could have Adele come back a few more times to do the James Bond song, and people wouldn't mind because it follows history with the franchise.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. (laughs) I would agree. Yeah. You make good, solid Bond points, Matt. I, I really like James Bond
0: songs uh, I actually have a playlist on my phone of just James Bond songs and
1: unused James Bond songs I love James Bond and I will say Spectre kind of took it out of me uh, <laughs> it did I I, I mean you were, you were mentioning things you liked about it and I, I do agree with you to a point Matt that it's it is fine, it, it does make callbacks to, to previous entries in the series I appreciate that I, the the, the 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 way it connects to the previous movies, I'm kind of
0: and it it did anger me in one aspect.
1: What's that? The
0: horrible Austin Powers
1: esque origin
0: story for uh, the villain. Yeah, it, it's kind of ridiculous. It's we ridiculous. grew up together. Yeah. Uh, did did you not see any of the Austin Powers movies where they talk about this? Where they make fun of you?
2: Uh, now now I'm really out.
0: Clearly not. But anyway, uh, sorry. Sorry, I'm not selling it to you, Kevin.
2: <laughs> no, no, you're fine. It's it's sat in my Amazon Prime watch list for a long time, and it's probably going to sit there for even longer.
0: Uh, put it on while you're doing housework.
2: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: It's just good background noise.
1: It's like it's it's Except like how so. uh, I, I'll compare it to Jason Bourne, which which I which we're not talking about this week because I put it on as background noise as I was okay. writing. And it's a, it's appropriate background noise. Uh, I I remember liking it a lot more when I first saw it. Uh, yeah, you back... raved about that. I did, and then just like, oh
0: my god, it's great! You all got to see it, and I never saw it. And then seeing I never it, saw
1: it either. Seeing it again just now, uh, just as background. I mean, it, a lot of it works, but it is kind of a bit dull, and we've seen it before. Uh, and wow. I'll say, yeah, I'll say that's the same for uh, for Spectre. So yeah, it, it's fine. We've seen it before, but doesn't really electrify me, uh, like Skyfall does, because I it love Skyfall. Add, me too. No. Um, but and yeah. Plus, plus, it has Ben Wishaw, which is always nice.
2: Oh, uh, he's adorable. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: So that's Daniel Craig uh, as it's. Bond. Uh, you and finished your Bond marathon.
0: It is. Yeah, it's Bond is over, and now we're moving on through the rest of the alphabet. We, <laughs> we're, we're watching our movies in order. We d- we're starting with the numbers.
1: So 007 is done. Why don't you guys skip ahead to T and watch Twin Peaks? Do that.
0: Uh, Please do. Actually, no. We're going to be watching that on Sundays. I've 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 scheduled out a TV show block where on Sunday nights we're going to watch one episode of The Sopranos and one episode of Twin Peaks.
2: Oh my God, that's the best Sunday night ever. It's going to be a great Sunday night.
1: <laughs> I ask you because I want. I, I, I'm I, there's going to be a point where I'm going to start begging people. Uh, on the staff of Talk from Society. I'm going to beg them to write about Twin Peaks. Okay. okay. I'm begging you on air, I'm, Matt,
0: al- I'm already writing about Riverdale, though, so I don't know if I can take two Twin Peaks shows. Who gives a, a shit time. about Riverdale? I
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss this offline. Okay. Oh, boy. But, hey, uh, here's something we should give a shit about. Uh, a little movie called Aquarius, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, Kevin, you saw this. Tell me about this, because I know nothing about it.
2: Yes, this is a movie that you should get on and it is, I always like to try and see as many of the foreign language films that um, kind of get featured and the ones that have been talked about the most this year have been the past and they've been, t- or Tony Erdman, or Elle or Things to Come and The Handmaiden What'd you say?
0: The Handmaiden
2: The Handmaiden, which we'll talk about maybe that might be a little bit of sneak peek for later A little bit um, or um uh, the all these other movies, and this was one that kind of popped into my purview when I was listening to actually another podcast and they were talking about uh, a fantastic performance by one of my favorite actresses of all time, Sonia Braga. And I was like, oh, I didn't know she was in a in the movie And I was like, I have to know more about this movie and um, it happens to be on Netflix, um, and it's called, it's called Aquarius, and it is a Brazilian film. Um, it's actually pretty um, on par with what's going on politically in the United States um, with the theme of the film. So basically the, the simple premise of the film is that uh, Sonia Braga plays this um, former musician slash a uh, music critic, um, and you kind of get to see her at the beginning of her life or as a young woman. And then you see her as an older woman and she lives in this place, uh, this two story, um, apartment complex called the Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of essentially about the gentrification of Brazilian culture and the gentrification of, um, just society in general and how, um, there's this company that wants to come in and buy this complex and um, she is the last holdout in the the, the apartment complex uh, and refuses to sell and the, the basic concept or construct around her empowerment as a woman and as um, a, like a cultural representative or a cultural uh, what's the word I want to say cultural curator of the what's okay. going what's gone on within the Brazilian society is to stab, stay steadfast to her belief that she shouldn't let go and sell out to this big company um and really tries they really they really do their darndest to try and get her to leave. Um there's actually elements of kind of like small level, low level thriller to it kind of um and she's just this badass. And like it really if you've seen like performances like um Annette Bennings and Twentieth Century Women, she really gives her a run for her money with regards to this like empowered badass woman. And I think it's it's it is like most many foreign films, it is a long one, it is two and a half hours. Um, but it does not feel it. For me it didn't feel it. I thought it was one of those movies that Um, It spoke, obviously, to Brazilian culture and society. And um, she represents the left um, as this, like, far-reaching right is kind of coming in and swooping in and kind of gentrifying society, changing the, like, cultural meaning of a lot of things. And, And her as a musician is what makes the most impact in this and why culture means something to her. Um, and so you get a lot of these really, it's very beautifully shot. It's very languid in the way you get to see who she is, what she is. Um, there is a little, uh, male nudity in it, which that's a selling point. Um, they actually show a man naked and not a woman naked for once, which I was a nice, that's a nice
0: change of pace.
2: Right. Um, which I, I love because foreign films tend to do that. American films don't. Um, but I, I, I love this movie. Um, and I was good. I'm going to try and say the director's name. I am, I'm going to butcher it. I'm just forewarning the listeners right now. Uh. It's, um, Cleber, Mondonka Filho. And I am probably saying that incredibly wrong. That
0: sounds good enough.
2: Um, but, um, it is, it is a really stunning directorial achievement. It's, it's definitely in my top twenty for 2016. It's probably going to sit at 15 or 16. Oh wow! Um, I, I just find it very stunning and impactful, and it it's um, kind of the way it, it doesn't have to. It doesn't. It's not overly showy in that like um, left versus right, you know you're the bad guy, I'm the good, like, you're the bad guy, I'm the good guy type thing. It just lets it all sit and visually show you what is happening, and it, it doesn't even have to say too much honestly within words. it's A lot of it is very action-oriented, and it's just, it's beautiful. It's a really good film. Um, and I love Sonia Braga. She's, she's also, she would also make my personal best actress list, um, for this film, she is she's stunning in this movie.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I I'm so on this. I, I did hear somebody talk about it a few weeks or months ago, but I, I'm glad you you saw it and, you, and you're talking about it now, Kevin. Because I'm yeah, I, I need to seek this out for sure. Yeah, I Aquarius. need to see this. Yeah, uh,
0: it sounds really interesting. Yeah,
2: it, it is. Re- it's really good, and I think what struck me so much as with it is it's a movie um like a couple movies this year that really just sat with me for a while um and it doesn't have that like hard hitting initial like gut punch impact it kind of it lingers and it's it's there's a subtlety to it that is just beautiful and it's just it's very it's just a really nice film there's this really funny, and this is not giving anything away, but there's this really great scene where the guy who's trying to, um, who is from the company that's trying to buy her apartment complex talks about how he, um, studied in America, studied business classes in America. Mm-hmm. And you just have to chuckle to yourself. <laughs> because he acts like a person who's studied business classes in America. No <laughs> offense to anyone. Sorry. <laughs> um but it's just there it's just really funny and there's some good chuckles in it and you, you really get to see um who this woman is and it's one of the mo- actually probably one of the most empowering female roles I've seen in film in a very long time
1: nice yeah, awesome it is added to my Netflix queue excellent That's i right, love yeah. that as yeah cuz as you said previously Kevin it is on Netflix so there you go uh, it's- off mic, we talked about um, the People versus OJ Simpson and how that's currently on Netflix. It's not a movie, but uh, but it might as well be because
0: <laughs> the production values on that are off the charts. Yeah, it is uh, quite good.
1: So yeah, uh, add Aquarius folks to your Netflix, and why not go ahead and add uh, the People versus OJ Simpson?
0: <laughs> yeah, do it. It's yeah, great. Do it.
1: Do it. Uh, okay. Speaking of movies, no wait. Let's talk about speaking of movies that I won't add to my no yeah yeah that's a better transition Matt Uh, I've wanted to talk about this uh, because it's I don't know Uh, I'm glad you saw it Matt I did I saw this uh, last weekend yes uh, the movie in question is Resident Evil the the final final chapter chapter. um, which uh, is it now.
0: Which, if Hollywood is to be believed, it won't be the final chapter. Matt, okay. I've seen Friday the 13th Part 4. I know
1: how this ends. I'm going to ask Kevin. Kevin, do you care about spoilers?
2: Um, I have, I'm have. i going to be completely transparent. I find Mila Jovovich absolutely captivating, but I've never seen a Resident Evil film, so go right ahead. Okay. You're
0: better off sticking with uh, The Fifth Element.
2: Yo, it's. One of my, <laughs> I love that movie.
0: Add, you should. Everyone loves that movie. It's super green.
1: I, th- I think that's the only thing that kept me going through this series, because uh, I just kept looking at Mila Jovich and saying, Fifth Element. She's from the Fifth Element. Fifth <laughs> Element. <laughs>
0: she's from the Fifth <laughs> Element. She's in that movie, The Fifth she's Element. The
1: Fifth Element. Fifth Element.
0: And she's also in that really cool... Uh, it's like a horror movie? Uh, the Lost Weekend? Something? I don't know. About don't the, know tur- the tourists? Uh, I th- I think. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking about, but
1: I have not seen it.
0: Yeah, she's... Really good in that she plays. It's sure it might be a spoiler, but she kind of plays a bad guy in that, and it's kind of great. For the next five or
1: five or so minutes, I just spend five minutes talking about this. A perfect getaway is called. There, yeah, I, I think I did see that. I did. Yeah, yeah. it's with her and um, Steve Zahn. Remember him? Yes, I saw uh, this. Yeah. and it has uh, Timothy Oliphant in it. Yes, oh. this is like one of those drunken Netflix weekends. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah it's,
2: on Philly, Timothy Oliphant
1: yeah it's it's pretty pretty crazy Yeah, i saw this while drinking heavily and it also I, has and
0: young chris Hemsworth,
1: which is nice there you go
0: well younger i mean it didn't come out <laughs> you know it came out in 2009 but it's before chris Hemsworth was a thing
1: let's spoil resident evil the final chapter okay okay for the next five minutes listeners um i'm if sorry you give a shit <laughs> fast forward five minutes because I, I only want to spend five minutes talking about this. Can you spoil this movie? Yes. I, I believe so. Eh, I don't know. Uh, okay, first, let's... Okay, background. Last last episode talked about it. I don't like this series at all. I've I know seen, you don't. I've seen all six. I, I sat down, gave them a shot last week. And nope. Uh, my, that's my flat, flat reaction. Nope. Not for me. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, everybody who keeps saying they're masterworks uh, (laughs) vulgar uh, altourism come to life nope Nope. bullshit Uh, so I hey and then I gave the final chapter a shot after sitting through the past five I was like okay I might as well see the sixth I was there opening night in IMAX I waited two days (laughs) Thursday night 10pm show IMAX laser 3D the oh, best, boy. the best digital screen in town. The best of the best. Yeah, for this movie. <laughs> the That's same the screen, point. by the way, that I'm going to go see La La Land in on. Sorry, laser projection. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to wipe the memory of this by seeing that in IMAX. Uh, same screen. Um, but no, this, the final chapter. This movie is garbage. It is hot shit. <laughs> it, damn son I will say that, I will say Retribution is like a masterpiece compared to this and that's the only uh, time I'll say agreed. the word mas- that's the only time I'll say masterpiece in this conversation because uh, uh, because because Retribution is like it, it, I'll say I, last episode I tried to do this and it's hard for me to do it in comparison it's like it's it's <laughs> it, it feels like it was made by a competent person Retribution Resident Evil Final Chapter Matt I mean you agree with me on some points okay the editing first off first of all Okay
0: yeah the, the editor of this movie needs to be taken out behind a tool shed and beaten in the final chapter it, yeah this is probably the worst edited film I've ever seen in my entire life
1: Oh uh, it is a mess I I was really uh, I every I,
0: every action scene you can't tell a goddamn thing that's going on
1: I I miss
2: like Just on Transformers
0: Worse than Transformers. uh, Because at least you found out who characters were in Transformers. In this this one, characters just show up, and then they die in these action scenes, I think, because I can't make out who they are. Uh, It makes perfect sense that the editor's first name is Doobie. (laughs) Uh, That makes sense. But yeah, holy crap, this is one of the worst edited films I've ever seen in my life. I don't know who thought it was a good idea to have this guy edit edit this film but it was a terrible choice and it really ruins what could have been some cool action sequences i agree with you i mean it this actually has one of my favorite stunts that i've seen in a long time but the editing ruins it uh she is actually hanging upside down by a rope and she's spinning around in a circle oh, yeah, sh- yeah. shooting guys in the yeah. face and i thought that that scene was fucking awesome But it would have been better if I could understand exactly what was going on I mean I got flashes of what was happening but not a full vision I mean and I like I I dig the story I dig the story of you know destroying corporations and you know giving it back to the people if you want to read it like that but the editing took me out of this movie so many times it's just dreadful
1: Okay, editing. Top number one worst thing about the movie. Yeah. And then after that, for me, is the actual old, story. Is it the old age makeup? Uh, well, we're gonna get to that. <laughs> it's a list. After that, it's the, it's the actual story, because Matt, for God's sakes. And I was talking to you about this. I think on like uh, through DM or Slack or whatever. Yeah. Um. It it jumps. Okay. From the end of Retribution. Yeah. It jumps into the final chapter and it's been I don't even know how long it's been. Like it's been a few years. Uh, A years? I think online I read it's been weeks. I don't know, but it feels like there's a movie missing. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely a movie missing. It's bizarre. Characters who were at the who were there at the end of Retribution are gone. Nowhere to be seen. Uh, the the the, the twist at the end of Retribution where that bad guy with sunglasses, Wesker. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Uh, I just know because I play the games. <laughs> if you had just watched the movies, you'd have a hard time telling me what his name was.
1: <laughs> uh, the and- twist at the end where he, where he's like, uh, "Oh, I'm the good guy now. Let's let's fight these zombies." That apparently is is oh, it's tossed just a lie. away. Yeah, uh, it's just a, a big bullshit lie. Again, it feels like an entire movie is missing. I really was wondering to myself, did I did I actually see the last movie? Like did I miss <laughs> one in the series? I don't know, you saw it. It's crazy. It's crazy. And oh, I I am I'm happy that a franchise and I, this is gonna be this is gonna be my fallback for franchise movies like this, like for terrible franchises like Resident Evil. I'm always gonna fall back and compliment Fast and Furious. That's always gonna happen every single time, okay? Because the Fast and Furious movies together they work so well. The writing in it is great as a whole, okay? Because they build on each entry, yeah. Okay, the Resident Evil movies they shit on every single entry. Every previous entry, up. yeah. There's no linear. There's no uh, continuity in the
0: entire it's, series. It, it's no Underworld franchise, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh,
2: but, yeah. Another one I've avoided.
0: Because that's a fun franchise through and through. This Resident Evil franchise,
2: eh,
1: not so much. It's it's just. It's frustrating when I.
0: I, I I'm going to be honest. It's frustrating.
1: And plus, when, and plus Underworld has Kate in sale. It's, frus- it's frustrating that when. Is- it's frustrating when I see. You know, five movies basically in a row, and then see the sixth one, and it just feels like there's no good payoff. They kind of retcon a lot of stuff from mm-hmm. Resident Evil Three. I uh, forget the name of that one. Extinction. Extension. A, 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 extension. And and the second one too. They they totally Poggins. rewrites They they rewrites the um, God Matt. You know more about the series than I do. The the Red yes. Queen. The Red Queen. Right. I think so. Her origin is changed. Sure. Maybe. Uh, it is. I don't know. She's not in the video game, so I don't care. Because uh, in part two of Resident Evil, I think it's a made-up character. In part two of Resident Evil, it's like some other. It's like some other, like a smart guy's kid that the, he he puts in the program. But then they yeah. they retcon that and six like a young
0: it's a young hot guy.
1: Yeah, and then it all connects to Mila Jovic being a hundred years old and old age makeup <clears throat> in the final chapter, which is fucking ridiculous. It is. Uh, I hate this movie (laughs) (laughs) I know you do Uh, our five minutes are up Matt. meanwhile I tolerate
0: this movie uh, you think it's just fine right it's fine I mean that scene in the giant turbine the giant fan that was fucking cool because that was edited well
1: (laughs) where they kill uh, Ruby Rose which kind of
0: was was very upsetting
1: I I like her I only only know of her because she was in Triple X The Return of Xander Cage yes Yeah. so I'm a fan of hers and she got chopped up, so that's a shame. Oh, um, Spoiler alert. Uh, so, what else can we say? It's not good. That's it, really. <laughs> it's, it's a movie. Not good. I mean, Kevin, you, you said you haven't seen a single one of these? Never. No. Uh,
2: I, think, I, think I'm safe, I think it's safe to say after this conversation I will probably never see one of them.
1: But, Matt, you defend these up to a point, right? Up to a point, yes. Up to a point. You think they're silly fun? Some of
0: them—they—they they can be very silly fun. Okay, so uh, that's they're, resonating. They're—they're
1: they're pretty decent B movies. Oh, and I guess we should say at the very end of the final chapter. I feel like I should say this. They—they uh, <laughs> they find the cure for the zombie disease, uh, and yeah, and Mila Jovovich in the final scene, she's on a she's on, a, she's, on a, she's on a motorcycle. She's she has yeah. the terrible you know voiceover narration going on. She says. Uh, you know the antivirus is spreading, but it's going to take a year for it to spread. So my job's not done, and she's getting chased by a zombie pterodactyl. So that's how the movie ends. Because my husband needs another boat. <laughs> it's, it's 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 setting up another movie. It has to, right? I uh, they want to do a TV series. They I do. Don't
0: know. Yeah. Oh
1: God! Ooh. Just kill it. Just kill it. <laughs> <sighs> Can you even make money? kind of I, I guess i don't know i don't know who cares i don't know how long i, I don't know i don't know why they've gone to six and i don't know why we spent so much time talking about this movie i'm sorry it's, it's a warning okay it's really the worst movie i've seen this year um, and i've seen a few i've seen split split is amazing even triple x returns under cage is amazing and There's still
2: and, some DC movies to come, so don't worry. <laughs>
1: we'll see. This is going to be at the bottom for a while. I feel like so. Yeah, really bad. I think really bad, really bad. So, yeah. well,
0: don't worry. Even though Ruby Rose died in this, you'll be seeing her again next weekend.
1: So don't worry. What, what is she in? Oh, John Wick Two. That's right. I John Wick Chapter Two. I can't. You're turning wait. her into an action star and it's beautiful. We're just going to spend two hours talking about John Wick Chapter Two. That next Wednesday. week. Yeah, next week. Next episode. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Enough Resident is evil. It's dead. Let's let's talk about a good movie. Really great movie. The Handmaiden. Yes. Yeah.
2: So I watched this. Um, I was sick at home, which was... I wasn't really... Like, I wasn't super sick. I was well enough to, like, watch a movie, of course. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is on iTunes. I have to watch this movie. It really actually bummed me out that I did not get to see it on a big screen. Um, I have a 55-inch TV, so was kind of a big screen, not yeah. not, not super big, but um, this may be one of the most stunning films I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Looks wise, I it, said that
0: I said that this week. It's just it's gorgeous.
2: It, the production, the fact that it actually didn't get a production design at the Oscars, which usually is an area that they would tend to bring something like this in, is uh, is criminal. Uh, because just from even the first five minutes of the movie I was blown away and I was like, oh my god, this will this is my best production design my goodness.
0: Yeah, it's really gorgeous
2: um, I I really, so it really sucked me in um, I do, I did, I liked it a lot, and, but I still had some, it had these slow beats that sometimes didn't work script wise for me Um it is a movie that I kind of wish I got to see again for the first time because I, I don't want to spoil it because it's a movie that everyone should watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I said this last week. I mean, it, it, it has like three perfect twists. Yes. And to give any of that away would, would be an injustice.
2: Yes. They're, they're, the first one um, really blew my mind.
0: Yeah, I'm like, what the hell?
2: <laughs> yeah, it blew my mind. Um, uh, I had read... Um, yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. But I, <laughs> I it blew my mind, and I really, I really enjoyed it. I think the only thing that kind of threw me a little bit. Um, I sound like such a feminist. Oh my god, what's uh, <laughs> is the the sex scenes um, felt a little male gazey? Yeah, um, I, I know see, I can have, see that. Yeah. yeah, people have talked about that a little bit, and. Um, I was reading an interview... Because after I see something like that, and it throws me a little bit, I'm like, let me dig into this. And so I found an interview with him on, like, film stage or something where um, one of... The person who co-wrote the film with him has a queer friend who informed the script, and I was like, ah, uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, it just felt a little... It felt very... Blue as the Warmest Color, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like that. Um... Which, I I think the blue is the warmest color sex scene was more problematic for me. Um, I don't, have either of you seen blue is the warmest color?
1: Not yet. I or have, bad. yeah. And I totally see where you're coming from, yeah.
2: Yeah, that was my only, that's the only hitch that I had with it. Other than that, I, I really, the more I've sat on The Handmaiden, the more it has, it really floored me. Um, and I think a lot of it is mo- – most of it is very visual, but I think it was – it's an accomplishment that can't be ignored and that um, – it's a shame that Korea didn't submit it for their foreign language ca- – for the foreign language category. Baffling. I, I don't understand. I mean maybe – the
0: only reason I could think is maybe they were embarrassed by its content, but still.
2: That's the only – That's what Take I would, a risk. Yeah. It, it, they actually probably – well, the past is going to win um but they would have had a very very strong contender um and it actually might have gotten nominated for other oscars um but i and, and a movie should never be judged by how many oscars it gets or receives because true um but i i really the more i think about it um the more i enjoy it and i i think the technical achievements of it are are really astonishing and i guess I think sometimes I ignore the script, maybe because of the male gaze pieces, but I shouldn't. Because, as you pointed it, pointing out, those the the elements of the story that pop out are just so strong and so fantastic. Yeah, did you I, both I, see I, Handmaiden?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's in my top ten of last year for sure. It, Spoiler: it's in mine. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, that's right. As as of this recording, you're still working on yours, Matt. Mhm. Um but yeah. Uh I've said it before. It's tied with my favorite script. Uh, it's tied as my favorite script of last year with Arrival. Uh, oh, nice.
2: The arrival script is fantastic. Yeah. Uh
1: each in in, in in uh in both cases I was just floored, yeah. We we've been saying that this segment. I've been I was floored with each twist. Well, the many twists in the in the and the and the big twist in arrival, uh I love yes. love them both, um, but yeah. Uh, hey, but you know, screw the Oscars because he, <laughs> here's a plug in the middle of the show the talk yeah. film, the talk from Society Awards, as voted on by our readers and our followers online. Uh, they put the handmade in plenty of categories. Like I'm right. They did production design, foreign film, yep. script, and best film of the year. So there you go. it's
2: like a very subtle, beautiful score. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've been yeah. listening
1: to that score a lot this week.
2: The score is the thing that actually—it um, just like really sets the tone for that movie perfectly, um, in a way that is is almost it's it's haunting. It's um, it's so beautiful, and you just like it sucks you into that story. Um, and I, I actually think the more we talk about it, it's it like will cli- it climbs higher and higher yeah. than my list just because it really it it just is again it's like kind of like Aquarius actually not to plug in my other film uh-huh. but it like it sits and it just like when you think about it more and more and how beautiful and languid the the film really is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, folks listening, uh, I mean Kevin, you said you saw it on iTunes, right?
2: Yep, you can rent it on iTunes. I think it was like four ninety nine, something like that. Yeah, super cheap.
1: And I think it'll be on Amazon Prime soon enough because it's an Amazon Studios yeah uh, film. Yep. And Matt, you imported the Canadian Blu ray, so yeah,
0: because America's not cool enough to get a Blu ray, no, so America. I just ordered it from Amazon Canada.
1: Oh, yeah, so fingers crossed that. Eventually, the U.S. gets something nice. Uh, yeah, like, that would be, that'd be that'd be that'd be delightful. Uh, I mean, we hope we get something nice in general, but you know, a, yeah. a, a, a handmade Blu-ray would be nice too. So, so uh, real, real quick before I discuss what's next on the schedule, I want to talk about
0: a movie that I went to go see in the theaters today. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of countries not submitting films for best foreign language film, I got to see L for a second time. Oh, nice. And I just I just want to say it again. Uh, Isabel Huppert gives the best performance of 2016. Uh she is amazing and
1: I love this movie. It plays a lot better on a second viewing. I definitely need to give it another shot. It's one of those that's kind of don't make my end of lists because it's I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like too much for me to handle in one sitting that it needs a second viewing, but that's I think that's where it is for me right now. I need a second viewing immediately. I picked
0: up on a lot more this time. Yeah. So it definitely rewards repeat feelings
1: yeah
2: it's one of those movies her her performance you're absolutely she's number two for me nine number one's Annette Benning. I I, okay. just, I love her in 20th century women I love that film in general um but her performance is as it's just this was the year this was one of the most the best years for best actress contenders because the amount of cont- like really power like she is so empowering in Elle and it's a hard film for some to imagine that being the case but i i love that movie
1: yeah uh, it is
2: i'm looking at my list it is number 17 on my list i can't wait
0: for that blu-ray to come out <laughs> <laughs> and she's nominated for best actress right Yep. Yeah. I'm rooting for her real hard. Yeah.
2: There is anyone who can, which is not going to happen, spoil Miss Emma Stone's Oscar chances. It is not Natalie Portman. It's Isabelle Huppert.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can see that happening. Although, yeah, um, it's it's kind of Emma Stone's to lose at this point. Ugh. I know.
2: <laughs> yep. You're not a- that. I share that groan
1: I I La La Land is my number one of last year. Ugh. But yeah, uh but you know, you know, go fuck yourself, Matt. But it's but, not even
0: in my top thirty. Uh,
2: it's my number twenty
0: eight. Yeah, it's around it's like thirty
1: one to thirty two for me. You're evil people. Um it's, it's fine. I love it. Okay. Oh no let me finish it's my a, thought. It's a decent movie, it's a shitty musical. Let me finish my thought. It's an amazing movie, it's an amazing musical. I can't wait to see it again. Um, but I, but does Emma Stone deserve the Oscar? I don't know. I, no. She all right. Shut up, man. But it, I, me as a fan of the movie, I love the movie. I don't know. Like, I I've seen better performances from better actresses this year. I, I mentioned it a few episodes ago. Haley Steinfeld is, I think, my favorite performance of last year. Oh, like, straight up. Yeah, yes. Edge of Seventeen, and she wasn't even nominated. She wasn't nominated for anything, which pisses me off. So got yeah. A globe? Um, oh yeah, that's right. She got a Globe Nom right. Globe uh, got a Globe nomination. So there was that. That. But uh, that's something. But no SAG, no Oscar. Those are the big ones. Uh, I'm just upset that that movie hasn't gotten even more traction. Okay, I want it to be in the big categories. A- All right.
2: They did a poor job of. It was a poor time of year to release it. Yeah. They did a poor job of like marketing it. Like actually, yeah. the mar- I actually thought the marketing was pretty good, but they just did a poor job of like getting people there for some odd reason because it reminded me of Easy A.
1: Yeah. It's it, yeah. It's it's a. It can be mistaken as as like a fluffy coming of age movie, but it's just so much more than that. Yeah, it's a lot more. Again, like Steinfeld, she gives my favorite performance of last year, and it's a shame that it's she's not in the conversation for you know this Oscar run. Whatever. All right, that's what that's what I'm upset about, and that's why I say you know Emma Stone. Whatever. Okay, she wins. I guess I'll I'll live through it. It's not the end of the world. Even even Natalie Portman's better. Oh whatever.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Uh anyway. What were we, what were we talking about? Oh, okay. Anyway, um, let's 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 move on. La land's from, great. From, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Speaking of la you great like my last
2: tweet. <laughs> that
1: The cell. I that, that's where I'd like to stick both of you is in a cell. Oh boy, you're gonna yeah. stick us in <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio's brain There you go uh,
0: Okay, this is a movie that I saw a bunch of times Back when I was younger And I recently, just last year, rediscovered it on Blu-ray And It's basically Silence of the Lambs on acid And if that sounds like it's up your alley Go for it It's pretty fucking cool Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 still the only film I've seen by Tarsem um, I've heard that The Fall Is really good I have not seen that yet, Uh, but yeah, I love the cell. I think uh, I think Jennifer Lopez is terrific in it. I wish she would do more, you know, darker material like this. I think she really shines with that. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is nice and creepy as the uh, the Buffalo Bill type villain, and it's always nice when Vince Vince, when uh, Vince Vaughn gives a shit. So yeah, it's it's nice. This was young and hungry Vincent, uh, Vince Vaughn when he, you know, wanted to do good things. And then... Well,
2: now then... he's going to play a bad co- a cop who... Uh...
1: And then Owen Wilson happened to him. Yes. Yeah, he's going to play uh, a bad cop with Mel Gibson,
2: right? Yep. 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 They get fired and they try and chase down the person who wrongly accuses them of beating them or something like that. It just sounds really bad.
1: Interesting. The two worst uh, Republican uh, actors getting together making a movie about police brutality so yep yeah, it makes why, sense, why right? not why not huh because of course <laughs> because yeah of no course. i really like the
0: cell it's uh it's freaking cool the cell, yeah. movie, the cell is a movie that was a
2: fun movie and
0: it, the visual the visual style is like i've never seen anything like this it's it's just batshit crazy
1: because what year did that come out matt i think 2000 2001
2: yeah. Two thousand, yeah.
1: Because I, I think I saw it like a year later on DVD, and I was—I uh, I remember liking it a lot, and I haven't seen it since then.
2: So, yeah, the dream
0: sequences are crazy in this. Did
1: you watch it on Blu-ray? Of course, uh, they just put out a new Blu-ray last year. It that, that actually got a nice new transfer. Uh, I'll have to check it out. I—I'm a fan of um, Tarsem's *The Fall*. So yeah, I need to see that. I hear it's great. It is it, it's a gorgeous movie. It's yeah. It's a bit schmaltzy, but it's yeah, but it's very well, fine very, very, very well made. Uh, you guys
2: didn't see Mirror Mirror?
1: No, i missed it. No, <laughs> no, but I no, but I kind of want to.
2: <laughs> it's actually it's it like looks wise, it's very pretty.
1: Yeah, isn't he making a TV show? No, he's he did uh uh the was it Wizard of Oz? The Emerald show? City thing. He's doing yeah, that now. He's doing that. Is that a show <laughs> or a limited series? I don't know. Uh, I know something. it's on television. television. We don't talk television on this. I'm going to edit this out. We just did before, though. <laughs> did we? <laughs> kind of? I'm going to edit all that out. Don't worry. No, no TV talk on this. <laughs> but yes, uh, Tarsum. He's, he's an interesting fellow. Yeah, he uh, made
0: that, that movie that's supposed to be terrible with Ryan Reynolds and Ben Kingsley.
1: What is that? What is this?
0: Selfless, where they switch bodies? He did that? He did that, uh, he did Mirror Mirror, he did the uh, Immortals, which looks pretty cool. Oh yeah, I remember him doing that, yeah. Uh, interesting uh, uh, career. And then he also did uh, The Cell.
1: Yes. And some REM music videos. <laughs> so, you uh, know, hey, he's, he's had a career, I I'm guess. Sorry. Yeah, I just looked it up. He did do Selfless. He
2: directed Losing My Religion.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's, oh. he's, he's,
0: oh. he's, had, he's had a career. Interesting.
1: Uh okay, but hey, the cell is awesome. Everyone should see it. There you go. So that was the cell and now, hey, speaking of awesome- speaking of speaking of cell uh yeah
2: sell no me on sell not, me on this. I'm not selling. I'm just I watched it. I'm not gonna sell anybody on this. I'm gonna tell people not to go watch it. please
0: do 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 it as much as you can.
2: Lawrence Foster Jenkins is actually probably one of the meanest movies I've ever seen. Oh wow. Um, because I really did not find any good naturedness in in this movie and the way they treated this this central character. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason I'm just going to even say this: the only reason Meryl Streep is nominated for an Oscar is because of her Globe speech.
0: I could see that, yeah.
2: Um, because she really took Amy Adams' spot. Let's let's be honest on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is. I just did not. Lo- I watched it. I actually have a. <laughs> this is probably something I shouldn't admit, but I have a friend who is a SAG voter. Okay. Um, and I watched the screener with her. So I didn't... Technically, we didn't do anything wrong. Um,
1: I'm reporting and, uh, this to the proper officials, by the way. <laughs> Thank, you.
2: Thank you. Please, take me to jail. Um, preferably the one with Chris Maloney. Um, but, um, so we watched it, and I was just like, did this... This got nominated for awards? People liked this? Yes, something else. I will say, to give it some moderate... Like, a small amount of credit in, in the very small... The costumes are lovely. Okay, yeah. And I... Hugh Grant was fine. I mean, he played Hugh Grant, so that's not really much of a stretch. Um... Uh, It's just a really I really did not like this movie And I will encourage all listeners To not watch this movie Uh, (laughs) I just don't think People will enjoy it Um, I um, I don't know I I, I do love Misa Meryl Streep But I think in her later age She's just really taken these roles Where I'm like Girl no 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 It's time for you to consider Something else like take a break take a break something a little bit different I I just this movie I will say having seen what was available also to SAG SAG voters this is a little bit of a also probably something I shouldn't say SAG screeners did matter um, as to who won hint hint
0: um,
2: and who didn't Um, but it was just oh it was baffling we both looked at each other and we were like
0: did yeah, this really just happened.
2: That that was a thing, and we we really kind of almost didn't really pay attention. when um, we watched it. It was a thing. <laughs> it's not surprising that it's got some below the line nominations. I I get that. Um, I think I'm I'm actually kind of glad Hugh Grant did, got snubbed because he's not a supporting performance. He's a lead. Yeah, and that always frustrates me. Um, and and I mean Meryl is fine. To be honest with you, she's she's always a very good actress and except maybe for August Osage County. Uh, um, Oh
0: God. I love the memes that came out of that movie, but I've never well, seen that movie.
2: You never saw it.
0: No, no. Don't ever. Okay.
2: It's <laughs> awful. Um, it's a really, sold. It's a really great play turned into a really bad movie. Um, but I, I, I mean, Meryl is, it's competent and it is fine performance from her. It's, Nothing that should be anywhere near nominated for an Oscar. I am kind of glad, although I'm glad she got nominated because if she didn't, Donald Trump would have called her a loser and yeah, we would have had to deal with that. uh, So it's like, it's Sophie's Choice, Catch-22. I don't know. One of those things. Hey, it's a Meryl Streep movie. Yeah, that's right. It's Sophie's Choice. Perfect. (laughs) Boom. Um... What yeah, I don't know. Go see a better Meryl Streep movie. Go see um, if you want to honor uh, Carrie Fisher. Go, go watch Postcards from the Edge. And I don't know if people have seen that movie.
0: Oh, Okay, I've heard it's really good.
2: It is. It's a fun one. Yeah, I think so that- that's my that's my end rant on Florence. I just wanted I wanted to rant about that movie for a long time, and <laughs> I think I got it all out.
1: Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no it's problem. like uh, me and Resident Evil: The Final exactly. Chapter. I needed to have this out. Yeah, got a Perfect. I, I was thinking of watching because there. Uh, last I counted, there were 63 films and short films nominated for Oscars this year, and I've seen about more than half. Like, I don't remember nice. the exact number. Look but, at you go! Yeah, but you know, do I really want to see movies like you know Florence Foster Jenkins or Passengers? Uh,
2: do- oh, that's
1: right. Passengers is nominated for things. Yeah. Do-, <laughs> do I need to see those movies? I don't know. I mean, I, nah. I, I as as far as I'll go, I'll see Lion, which is the last. Same. It's the last I not seen that one either. Yeah, it's the last Best Picture nominee I haven't seen, so I'll see that, and I think that's as far as I'll go.
0: I'm still not convinced it's a real movie. I'm gonna report. <laughs> I'm gonna report back,
1: Matt. You, you
0: you keep calling it fake news, which it's fake news. Uh- it's such an alternative fact of a film. I don't believe <laughs> oh. it's real. I report just- back. This was just—I think it's all just fake trailers and posters put out there by the Weinsteins, and they wanted to see if the Academy would fall for it, and they did.
1: So what, what am I going to be in store for when I buy a ticket and I walk into the theater? Is They're it going just... to play the
0: trailer on a loop for two <laughs>
1: <laughs> And
0: Mc- perfect, Nicole Kidman will come out and shake your hand. Perfect that, That's what crime. you're going to
1: get. Yeah. And then she'll go, shh. This never happened. Yeah. <laughs> put chloroform over your face. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen.
2: I still haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge. I'm in a Mel Gibson protest. It's I-
1: really good. Yeah, Matt can really convince you to see it. Right? Uh, we
2: talked about it last week. You and I,
0: Marcelo, it's fucking great. It's, oh, man, I I don't want to get into it again.
1: But Okay. Just All right. Give a listen well, to that episode. Message,
2: I- message me after and convince me. Oh, I will.
1: <laughs> it, I think it's, I think it's, pretty good right pretty pretty good it's like well executed but man is it like by bi- is it a bipolar affair with mel gibson yeah we yeah we we, we talked about last week it's uh it's something else though yeah i there are it's moments insane. where i just if you want to see something like that'll shock you that'll be like you've never seen before yeah <laughs> what what kind of human being would do something like this then then see axel rich okay <laughs> in terms All of right. violence in terms of violence it's yeah, it uh, uh, comes out on uh,
0: iTunes will have it next week. Yeah. Cuz they get everything a week before uh Blu-ray. So, next week. Yeah. Okay. It's a possibility. So, God, it's crazy. <laughs> it's almost as crazy as Mel Gibson is.
1: <laughs> no, I think it's it's That's It's pretty hard to match. I don't know. It's I think I, I think it's equally as crazy. I think it, it captures his insanity just right. A bit. So, yeah, I'd say I so. think so. Yeah. Speaking of um Speaking of fucking crazy, uh I
0: watched a documentary on Formula 1 racers uh from days past where basically every race someone would die because they didn't give a shit about safety regulations back in the 60s and 70s and it was a free for all and you basically you were playing with your life when you got behind the wheel. Uh this is uh it's a movie called 1 uh, directed by Paul Crowder, came out in 2013. I picked this up when Rush came out, uh, the Ron Howard movie with uh, Chris Henworth and um, Daniel Bruhl. And it basically it has a very uh, intimate segment uh, about what happens in the movie Rush, uh, but it also follows Formula One racing from its origins up until today. And I haven't watched a documentary that was this entertaining. In a long time, uh, it has a lot of the uh, racers from over the years giving interviews uh, about you know the crazy goings on of the races and how freaking dangerous they were, and a lot used a lot of archive footage. Uh, but I really love this thing. I th- I think it's a really action. It's a really cool action packed documentary. Uh, And it's good for people who know nothing about the sport, uh, but it's also good for people who know at least a little something. Um, You're going to learn something here, and you might even get interested in actual car racing. Not that NASCAR, but actual car racing as a sport. Uh, Yeah, one is really great. I I recommend it.
1: All right. And where did you say uh, you saw it, Matt?
0: I picked it up on DVD when it first came out, and I just got around to watching it. Interesting. Okay. As
1: part of uh,
0: our uh, let's watch all our movies in order, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was James Bond, you know, double oh seven, and then one. <laughs> <sighs> You're crazy.
1: You're
0: I know, crazy man. I know, but yeah, it's 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 cool. If you like
1: Rush, you'll like this. There you go. Um, speaking of things you like or I like, speaking of documentaries, yeah, yeah, camera person. Uh Uh, Kevin, you saw this, which I talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, Kevin, what did you think about camera person?
2: It's it's stunning. It's it was uh, it's very hard to top OJ Made in America. It almost is an unfair. Yeah, it's an unfair advantage to some extent. I think if if we were to take OJ Made in America, kind of and give it its own special award, (laughs) uh, camera person would be the best documentary I've seen this year uh easily um and i've seen i have seen a good amount of them so far um i i loved this movie um it was just there are some moments in this film where i i i just almost i broke down i almost cried a couple times in this movie um it just does such a good job of weaving together the intimacy of the job that uh, Kirsten Johnson does, not to be confused with the masculine woman from Third Rock from the Sun, Kristen Johnston. Uh, But uh, she is a really fantastic storyteller. Um, And I, I, I love the way that this project came about. I, you know, I think it's just one of those things where you get these, like, happy little accidents about, you know her one film getting canceled and putting together the work that she's done that wasn't used in a lot of her other films and she really weaves together a story that feels so natural so beautiful so just uh such a great great movie i think it's number 10 so far for me this year oh cool i i love that movie a lot and i actually got to see it on the big screen which was really nice
1: yeah, uh same here. I get to see it on on the big screen. Um I think I I think that night I had to watch the master and then the camera person. Like same same night, back to back. Uh yeah, I uh, I'm with you, Kevin. I saw lots of documentaries last year. I think a lot. I mean not compared to other people, I'm sure not as many, but I've seen my fair share. It's not my favorites, but it's up there for sure. I I it's in the same league as like Tower OJ Made in America, uh, Kate plays Christine. Yeah. Uh, what else I see? Uh, I saw a bunch
2: of I saw Camera Person and Kate plays Christine back to back. They did a double feature.
1: Oh wow! Oh a wow!
2: Feature. And Camera Person was first. Thankfully, um, they're both really great movies. But seeing that first, I, I think if I saw Kate plays Christine first, I don't know that I would have been able to do Camera Person afterwards. It was actually a perfect order for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Uh, it's and I I managed to see uh, Kate Place Christine on the big screen like a few weeks ago. I lo- yeah again I go back to previous episodes because I I think I fawned over that enough. But yeah, camera person, huh. it's I think it's currently on Amazon Prime maybe, and it's coming it, it's coming to uh, the Criterion Collection. Next uh, week. Oh, next week. Oh, awesome. Soon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would recommend people to pick it up. Uh, yeah, blind, I will be buying it. Yeah, Blind Buy It or see it on Amazon Prime, whatever. Just see the movie. It's like you are saying, Kevin, it's, it's an intimate portrait into uh, Kirsten Johnson, um, her life, her career. Uh, yeah, uh, touching, absolutely. I, I'm pretty sure I, either I teared up or I cried. I can't remember at this point. It's been a month there's, since I've seen it.
2: Yeah, there's one. There's one particular scene that it just. It, it's very early in the movie, and it actually. I don't know that they revisit. Not. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but they. There. It's. They don't revisit it because they revisit a lot of the different moments uh, in the different films that she shot. This one, I'm almost fairly certain, it's kind of the maybe one of the very few one and done scenes that exist in the film, um, and it is in the again it's one of those things where you watch it in the current climate and you're like this is heartbreaking
1: yeah yeah i think i know exactly what we're talking about yeah yeah yeah, absolutely um but yeah it's hey it's one to watch matt put this on your list do it okay do it do it okay Uh, do it before the apocalypse because that's coming up
0: (laughs) but that could happen in like three minutes from now we don't
1: know it could be now for all we know who run bar to town it could be Redux. It <laughs> could <to> be Redux. <laughs> Apocalypse Now Redux. <laughs> that's, hey, that's, that's the transition. a segue. Yeah. Uh, Is who, it? Who, who saw Apocalypse Now Redux? I did. You did, Matt. For the first time since it came out. And, and what do you think? What side are you on, Matt? Are you on the theatrical or the Redux side? I'm even. even okay i I love both
0: versions uh i mean that scene with the playmates is really weird in the uh redux version uh it's just it's bizarre and it seems very stream of consciousness the the what coppola is doing there but i also love the scene on the french plantation i think it works as its own insular story uh, which is exactly what that plantation is. It's an insular world that they're in. Uh, I love Apocalypse Now Redux. I think it's one of uh, Coppola's greatest achievements, along with the theatrical cut. I mean, this has long been one of my favorite films of all time. It's very close to my personal top ten. Uh, I just get engrossed in this thing every time I see it. I mean, and it's hey, like I said before, this is the second Lawrence Fishburne movie we're talking about <laughs> this week. That's right. Uh I always love the story about how he lied on his uh during his audition. He lied about his age so he could get a role. And yeah, he shipped out to uh, Southeast Asia to, you know, film this thing when uh he was like what, 14 when they started filming? It's, ah, it's it's crazy and then they found out halfway through the filming and they're like, "Well, you know what? We're stuck here, so whatever." <laughs> just keep your mouth shut, kid. Uh here's here's whatever money we're going to give you. But yeah, I love this thing. I love how Marlon Brando doesn't show up till at half an hour till the end. I love how he's just so mysterious throughout this whole thing. Like they build up this mythic character of Kurtz and then when you see him and he goes on these philosophic monologues, you're like, Oh, so they were right. He really is insane. That's cool. Uh, they're not going to try to fake me out with this. Kurtz is really a batshit crazy motherfucker. Um, I love Apocalypse Now. I think it's uh, one of Coppola's best uh, films that he's ever done. And I, it'll be hard for him to ever top this. I mean, obviously, now he's past his prime. He's not going to be topping this
1: anytime soon. But hey, uh, he can try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he can do better than, what was that movie, Twixt? He can I've, heard it's, I've heard it's good. I don't like it, not at all. But I think he can do better. He can do better, and we'll um, see. I you reminded me, Matt. I bought a ticket to go see Apocalypse Now, the theatrical cuts. Oh, on seventy millimeter.
2: Oh, oh.
1: Uh, at where, Matt? The Alamo Draft House, where dreams are made. Yes, <laughs> I'll be. I'll be seeing that on Sunday. You jerk! <laughs> I am sorry. It's the draft house's fault that I'm seeing. And I'll be going movies. to a Super Bowl party. Oh, oh shit! Is that is, is, oh? I forgot that the Super Bowl's on Sunday. Wow! It, it's usually, it's well, it's it's Super Bowl Sunday. Wow! <laughs> I'm I I'm I'm gonna miss the Super Bowl to see Apoc- apocalypse now. That's amazing. <laughs> You're ah.
2: making the better choice. You're making the way better choice.
1: Wow! That's good. Okay, excellent. All right. I'm, I'm kind of ha- oh yeah. I'm happy about this. I'm happy about this. Oh, cool. Okay. Um,
2: I've had another really. Good Francis Ford Coppola gem for you. Um, Does anyone remember the like nineteen ninety five ninety six Robin Williams? Oh God, Jack.
1: Of course, of course, I've seen Jack. I've seen Jack. I've seen Jack several times.
2: Let's just say, Fran Fran Drescher could say she was directed by Francis Ford. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she can.
1: I saw it as a as a youngling. Uh, Me too. A youngling. It Are was, we in Star Wars now? I think I think my my family had like a free weekend of stars. That TV network, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's still around. I, I don't know why I am saying it in the past tense, but it, <laughs> we we had a free weekend of stars, and they just played Jack like nonstop. I don't I'm know so why. Sorry.
2: And I watched <laughs> I'm it. I'm So sorry. I
1: watched it at least like four or five times. Uh, it actually
2: makes me cry.
0: I think. I think the only time i've talked about jack since it came out is when benjamin button
1: came out and i said he had reverse jack <laughs> <laughs> oh and this is the and it isn't uh oh god isn't jennifer lopez in that jack
2: yeah she's his teacher that's oh.
1: right that's right yeah two jennifer
2: lopez films this yeah episode. two
1: jennifer lopez movies <laughs> uh i'm glad we got a jack reference on the show finally oh, oh jack oh jack uh Oh. Yeah, re- reverse Jack disease in that David Fincher movie. <laughs> uh, we could have had a good segue between Apocalypse Now Redux and Who Killed Captain Alex, um, but that's but not going to Jack gonna got in the way. But Jack got right in oh, the middle. Right? Damn it, Jack. It's fine. Who it's killed fine. Captain Alex? Jack did. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I hope I Okay, it's 12:30 my time. Matt, it's like one thirty your time. So, one try one i I'm really tired. It's getting there. We're we're nearing the end. Last two, okay? I'm going to try to I'm going to try to breeze by this. It's going to be hard though cuz it, You know what? We're going to end with this one and I will talk about my movie next week. Okay, fine. We'll save that one
0: for Cause next. Cuz I week. have a lot to say about it All and right. I will talk about it next week.
1: What Nollywood? All right. Tell Mac. me about this. Uh, okay, here's here's what Hollywood. Uh, it's it's uh, Uganda cinema.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, very do-it-yourself. I mean, extremely do-it-yourself cinema. Uh, let me backtrack a bit. So, in the in in Uganda, in this in this town, uh, movies. Now, I should also say, Rocky Juarez kind of went into this in past episodes uh, on Colorado Street Podcast mm-hmm. and on the Talk From Society Podcast. Okay. So so I, I'm going to do the best I can, kind of breeze through it, but if you really want to hear Rocky talk about it, go back to those episodes. So I'll just say, yeah, they... So so they screen movies, like, in, this, in these little huts, and they screen, like, Air Force One, Commando, uh, but, you know, there's a language barrier, so they have to have like a somebody uh translate the what what's going on for them for 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 the crowd there um and that's how they see movies it's 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 a very fun experience this this vj as as they call him kind of says kind of you know has like a running commentary and just throws jokes in there so it's a fun vibe so they bring that vibe into filmmaking okay <laughs> they make their own films in wakaliwood uh, and they build their own props. They make their own costumes. Uh, if you go to like uh, uh, articles on Vice uh, and and online, because because this pretty much hit big. This this um, this this what Hollywood thing hit big like a few years ago, uh, and now it's like it's like still going strong. Because at Fantastic Festival, Hollywood hit it big with with bad. I think it's called Bad Black,
2: which okay,
1: yeah. I, I, hope, I hope to talk about in the future when I see it. Uh, but yeah, um, so what Hollywood? Yeah, go check out these videos because it shows you like the behind the scenes of like these these guys who just they they keep making movies with, with like just like no budget, two hundred dollars yeah, budget awesome. for one movie, and it's it's hard to describe. You have to actually see like these movies in action. Uh, so the, the filmmaker behind Who Killed Captain Alex? He's been making movies for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he's making it from Uganda, and he's so cash-strapped, like, and and there are so few resources that he yeah. he there was a point where he just made movies just to make movies, and he had no space in his hard drive to make you know to fill you know two movies, so he had to keep erasing his hard drive. Oh my god! So there are years of filmmaking just gone, right? Because he just just every time he made a movie, he screened it, he had like you know the VJs you know kind of commenting. throughout throughout the movie and then he'd go I need to make another movie he just scraps he just deletes all the files starts again Jesus luckily now you know they have you know know, they have enough attention to that that's not happening he's saving all these movies now he's releasing them and one of the movies he released to the world is Who Killed Captain Captain Alex if you go to Wakaliwood online uh, you can go to uh, official Wakaliwood on YouTube yeah you can see the entire movie for free yeah Who Killed Captain Alex but I had the pleasure of seeing it with a crowd, um, and the reason this happened was, like I mentioned before, Bad Black, the most recent Hollywood movie, premiered there at Fantastic Fest, and yeah. it brought the house down. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, people just went crazy for it, and and uh, they really wanted to screen Bad Black for us. You know, uh, this past week, but you know it's still doing the festival circuits, and hopefully there'll be a screening in, 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 at the Draft House soon enough. But they showed who killed who killed Captain Alex. Man, <laughs> the who killed Captain Alex? You can tell these people have a passion for this filmmaking. The mm. actors involved, the director—they're playing off. You know, a. a you know, blockbuster American, you know, stereotypical action movies, but they're bringing in their own flair, their own comedy, th- like their own culture to it. Uh, <laughs> please watch Who Could Captain Alex? Oh, um, I'm going to. Please do it. It's on I, Yeah, I, it's on YouTube. It's only an hour long, so yes, okay. So what's really gonna really gonna bring it home is like, yes, it is very shoestring budgets. You know, kind of hard to watch on its own, but what really brings it to life is the VJ elements. They bring the VJ elements of this guy who talks throughout the entire movie, kind of (laughs) making jokes, making comments. It's guys. So it's it's like a mystery science theater thing, but not? Yeah, but it's like a, it's like a level above that. Okay. Like this guy, he's like a narrator at times. (laughs) He, he 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 explains what's going on he tells jokes and there are many times throughout the movie where he goes you are watching the number one movie like number one action movie from a Hollywood who killed Captain Alex <laughs> like he tells you what movie you're watching exactly. while you're watching it that's awesome <laughs> it was a joy seeing it seeing this with the crowd they just ate it up like they weren't like laughing at it because it was bad they were laughing at it because like they were we were all in on the joke really into it we yeah. were really into it it was it, it's a passion project you know through and through so yeah, watch it please. And then the special thing that happened after the screening was uh, we we got on Skype and we skyped with the director. Uh, and I can't I cannot pronounce his name. Uh, N- uh, Nabuana, uh, I G G. He's the guy who has been directing, writing, editing these movies. We skyped uh, with him, and he was in. Uganda. So it was like it was like midnight uh, in Austin, and it was like nine a.m. in Uganda. Yeah, and uh, he gave us a tour of 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 of, of the props, of like this fake helicopter that he built, of like the actors. It was a great experience, and to top it all off, uh, he had a camera there in Austin, and he directed us. He what? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> he taped. He taped us in, in the theater, the audience. He taped us getting shot and, and, and being killed,
0: uh, <laughs> and he's going
1: to use this footage in a movie in the future.
0: Oh, that's fantastic!
1: And I should also say, you know, this what Hollywood stuff. You know, it, it you know it, it uh, popped up like I said a few years ago, and it's been you know catching on. Um, th- through this Skype call, one of the actors uh, who's been in a lot of these movies, he revealed to us that Dolph Lundgren had filmed a scene for a future Hollywood w- 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 movie. Oh. And <laughs> the crazy thing Stop is... Stop being a tease. The, 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 the crazy okay. thing is uh, Dolph Lundgren recorded it in his kitchen <laughs> and, and read the lines like, you know, go to the helicopter, do this, do that. So they're just going to splice that into a Hollywood w- movie later.
0: <laughs> oh, this is amazing.
1: Oh, I'm telling you, this this director who's like behind all this, uh, N- uh, Nabawana, yeah. He, uh he uh one question from the audience was like how many movies are you working on now and he listed off like 10 movies. <laughs> uh, he uh, I got this one next week and then, then, yeah. then 3 weeks later I'll have this one. And, and he also said he doesn't want to make like you know one you know big budget movie. He wants to make like little as many little budget movies as possible because yeah. that's all he's that's all he's doing it for is to make movies to for people to watch and for people to enjoy. And man, you know can Hollywood, the world just learn from that. Just be this passionate me, about
0: it. The way you're describing these movies reminds me a lot of like Astron Six type stuff, and I'm
1: all for it. Yeah, because I'm telling you, I mean, it's easy. It would be easy to to to, to uh, dismiss this stuff and say it's like you know garbage, but there, there's just so much passion behind it, yeah. especially if you know the story behind it. Uh, it's it's a joy. So uh, I can't wait more people to catch on to this like, yes please i just recently caught on because of fantastic fest i wasn't there but of course rocky was uh, rocky war is our good friend he raved about it and i th- I, th- I even think bad black uh won i think the audience award at fantastic nice. fest and yeah i uh, pretty soon the entire world will know this it's uh and i'm i'm happy to talk about it again you know from uh, from talking to Rocky on the podcast. To, actually, he dragged me to go see this movie in the theater, Who Killed Captain Alex? And I'm, I'm here to sing the praises of what Hollywood, so I'm thankful for that. So, yeah, uh, check out Who Killed Captain Alex? And pretty soon, I'm sure everybody will see Bad Black, because from what I've heard, it's it's even better than this. I, I think it, from what Rocky was saying, and this is the last thing I'll say, what Rocky was saying, like, yeah, Who Killed Captain Alex? Very amateurish, yes. That's that's where they're starting from. But like, but then you know, cut to five years later because, Killed Captain Alex was made in two thousand ten. Two thousand ten, yeah. And now you know, a few years later, this director just keeps making. Like, it, of course, like if you do something for long enough, you learn and you and, get better at it. Get better at it. Apparently, Bad Black Hack has actually a good story behind it. Nice. It's still kind of shoestring. It's still kind of wonky, but it there's actual. It's actually a good movie. And it still has the VJ elements, like <laughs> the still okay, cool. guy making jokes. So it's still there. I can't wait to see it, and I'm so happy I know more about this. So there you go, cool. what Hollywood? Yes, please. Yeah, it's so fun. It is so fun. Um, oh, so man. Yes, I'll watch it. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you sold me already. <laughs> and Kevin, I hope you watch it too. Uh, I, I definitely watch it. Have, have you heard anything about what before this? I have not. Yeah, see, I was the ex- the exact same way. I was like, w- where has this been all my life? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It, and, uh, again, if you know the story, just seeing the movie would just make it even even better. Uh, okay. What a show. I think we can call that a show. Right, Matt? Yeah, this is a good episode. I enjoyed myself. Yeah.
2: This is my first podcast, too, that I've ever done. So, oh, guys, it- my podcast, Jerry, I appreci- appreciate it.
1: You were, Kevin, a natural. Well, thank you yeah thank you for coming on it was a complete joy Uh, before we let you go plugs where can the people listening find you
2: online sure Um, on twitter which I'm I'm pretty active on you might not want to read my last tweet if you like well you can find me at et kevin's mind Um, I also have my own blog um, that I don't post to as much I usually it's more of predictions and when a when a film really strikes me to write a really lovely review um, I wrote reviews for Arrival and Certain Women this year because they really struck me um, but my blog is Eternal Thoughts of Kevin's Mind um, you can find me there on Twitter, Twitter is probably the best place and if you liked La La Land and want to yell at me please do, <laughs> I like it too I just don't love it so well, I encouraging those lovely discussions.
1: Nobody's perfect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nerf- oh, and what a great some like it hot reference.
1: <laughs> um Matt, <laughs> hey, what about you? Where can the people listening find you online?
0: as usual you can find me on twitter where i will be saying bad things about la la land you can also find me on letterboxd uh, <laughs> under the same name to see if i'm lying about movies i've been watching and you can find me over at talkfilmsociety.com where i'm uh, editing some great content for everyone to check
1: out and even writing a little bit here and there what you know the aforementioned riverdale you just posted an episode yes uh, i'll be covering that up. every week yes you're much better at it than i am um I I did one write up of The Young Pope. And then you didn't realize that oh wait, they're putting out more episodes. <laughs> they literally all had, the time. They literally had too many Young Pope episodes for me to watch.
0: <laughs> well, they did it. They did that that weird like they put them out like in rapid succession.
1: I think what I do is I'll write up like the season finale. I'll catch up. So Okay. Uh I'll finish off the series, so.
2: Sweet. Please tell me that, like, Diane Keaton and Jude Law have, like, a ghost moment where they, like, <laughs> rub a pottery thing together. Does that Because <laughs> then maybe I'll watch.
0: We'll, we'll see. I've only seen the first episode. Oh, Did you hear that the Pope is young now?
2: Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't hear that. I but think... Your HBO's marketing hasn't gotten to me yet.
1: Somebody uh, somebody posted a video of... There's, I think it's an episode, like, five or six, where Jude Law... Turns to somebody and goes, I am the young pope.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> he yes. says, the, he says the name of the show. Hey,
0: that's the name of the show.
1: <laughs> as uh, for me, as for my plugs, um, yes, talkfilmsociety.com. And also, I mentioned this earlier, it seems like five days ago I mentioned this the Talk Film Society Awards. Voting is now open in the final round. Yes. Vote for the best of the year. Our last episode, I listed out the nominees. Go to talkfilmsociety dot com slash vote tfs awards. You'll see the ballot. You'll see a link to the nominees list. I mean, we we were talking about La La Land. That's in the running. Also, hey, I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not going to tell you to vote for La La Land. You. You guys do what you want. This is I, La La I land is fine. I, it's I fine. I am not voting in it. I'm just the vote counter. All I can say, and this is a little. I mean, this is a treat for you folks who listen throughout the entire episode. Yes, it's a close race in in the best picture category. It is very close.
2: Ooh. Okay. Do you very the preferential ballot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, go to the ballot. You'll see it's. Uh, 1 through 10 you know 1 being you get the most points 10 being the least points yeah it's I'm telling you I when, like a close race when when I last time I counted man the, the, that's why I keep saying vote people your vote does matter oh it's it's pretty close so yeah um and what movies are you know up there uh essentially tied at this point I won't say I won't say which ones but you can take a good guess
2: <laughs> Uh, Just about to vote.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah. So talkfilmsociety dot com slash vote tfs awards. Do that. Uh, voting ends uh, the Friday. Let's see. Let me. I should have looked this up. The awards will be presented on Sunday, February nineteenth, and the voting ends on the seventeenth. That's a Friday. So there you go. You have time. All right, guys. It's been fun. Kevin, again, thanks for for coming I had, on. I had a lot of fun.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, mm. I had a lot of fun as well.
1: Yeah, Matt, as usual, a good time. It's pretty good. Good time had by all. <laughs> uh, I'm glad. No, you're really, ra- no, really. Though I had a blast. I'm glad you're 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 more awake uh, now. now. Now that's almost two a.m. Uh, <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> Past episodes, you were just really, just not there. But you seem. Well, I'm actually awake right now probably because I probably because about half an hour ago I chugged a Red Bull. So. Oh Jesus!
0: I apologize. This will end well. <laughs> I will not be sleepy at all at work tomorrow, and my tables will not complain about my demeanor.
1: <laughs> just tell them to piss off. Does that work? Just tell them No, you no, know? oh, no. It doesn't
0: work like that because I need
1: money, Marcelo, to pay bills. Ah, uh, just steal from people. You can do that. Let's just do that. <laughs> Fuck shit, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: pull my own little hell or high water here in Tom's River, New Jersey. It's oh, gonna be awesome.
1: It's not. I, I, we went the entire episode, and you know, not mention that movie. Mentioning that movie, too bad.
0: The one movie I fucking hate. That's the
1: <laughs> But hey,
0: it'll be fine because you know I'll get to meet Jeff Bridges. Uh, awesome.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna,
2: I'd rather meet Chris Pine. Yeah, wouldn't? I would.
1: Yeah, I I love that man. He's amazing. Um. Oh, you know, I, I just dozed off there. I was thinking about Chris Pine. Um stream boat. Let's, yes. Let's end the show with our with our. Oh, it is late. Let's end the show with our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching.
0: Oh yeah, that one.